All right, I always like to start with something interesting. So let's talk about that whole Theranos issue, you know, where they raised billions of dollars and they had came up with this blood testing kit that didn't really work. And then they lied, they cheated, they stole. Now, Elizabeth Holmes, she's 38 years old. She's now free on bail, but she's facing up to 20 years in prison. And they're going to have a sentencing hearing scheduled for October 17th in San Jose, California, of course. Well, now she's trying to get that whole trial thrown out because she's saying one of the lab workers knocked on her door. Listen, it's just so crazy. Knocked on her door and her partner, living guy, William Evans, opened the door and said, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I don't really think I did the right thing when I was on trial and she was on trial. And I, I think we should like have a healing episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Can you imagine? <laughs> That's crazy. You know, if you haven't seen it already, The Dropout, it's on Hulu. Definitely, definitely worth watching. And, you know, I started thinking about this. Who is the most successful investor of all time? Who is the most successful investor of all time? Buffett? It was, it was, no, it was Noah. Oh. Think about this. Oh. Noah, he floated stock while everything else around him went into liquidation. <laughs> I mean, the guy was super smart. And on that happy note, welcome once again to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. And this is part of the Kim Commando Day podcast that you get on Fridays is Tech Refresh. Every other day of the week, it's just me. But on Tech Refresh, I bring along my friends, of course. We have our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman, here with us. And Ali, how are you going to astound us with your intellect today? Well, I'm going to tell you about a spy hiding in your house and what you can do about it. Ooh. And bad news, streaming prices going up again. I'm going to tell you how to save a little money. God, every time you turn around, you know what they do is they hook you up with <laughs> yeah. that low introductory rate. And then they just raise it over time until you run like, what happened? I think it was cheaper when I was actually just paying cable okay, yeah. before I went on to all this. And then, of course, we have our magnificent millennial and our very own Internet Scout, Matthew Heffel. Matt, what do you have coming up? Today, I'm going to talk about some dangerous malware hiding in popular cleaning apps, as well as how to easily sign documents on an iPhone or an Android, and some crazy corporate Twitter accounts. <laughs> Ooh. These are fun. Those yeah. are so fun. Yeah, so funny. So funny. All right, let's start with the news. These are important tech developments to keep you in the know. And let's talk about smart thermostats. Okay, do you guys have those? No. Of course. I don't. I don't either. You don't? No. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. I've, I've never been the bullet and sure. done it. Mm -mm. Oh, wow. They are really super handy, by the way, because it, it will tell you, like, for example, when you when you leave the house, it knows that it leaves, that you leave the house. Of course, it does all this tracking, too. Right. <laughs> but you get, like, these little energy stars. Well, if you tried to change the temperature on your smart thermostat this past week, say, to make it cooler because it's so hot everywhere, and it didn't work. So you sat there and said, ah, what happened? Is it broken? Is the Wi-Fi crappy again? Did I get hacked? No. It happened in California, Texas, and Colorado so far. The power companies have revealed that they can lock you out of your very own thermostat. That's right. Tens of thousands of Colorado residents, could you imagine, they signed up for this voluntary rewards program. And if you use power during off-peak times, you get a discount, of course. So it's a rewards program. But in the fine print that, of course... Nobody no one reads, reads. right? <laughs> Nobody reads. Uh, we all gave permission for the power companies to take control of our thermostat if the power grid was about to overload. And last week it almost did. And so the power company temporarily locked Nest and other smart thermostats with a message claiming loss of generation. And then they hiked up those thermostats to 85 degrees mm. in these homes. Now, in plain English, loss of generation means... Um, 
we can't generate enough electricity. So we asked you to cut back. You didn't do it. And now we have no choice. So we are going to not let you touch your smart thermostat. Now, so many people thought that they got hacked, right? Well, it was really the power companies. They were really the hacker, you know, <laughs> rationing electricity. Now, it's speaking of electricity, I was on the phone with Ian the other day, and we both got the same text message at the very same time. And it said, huh. this is the Governor's Office of Emergency Services, and the text said, conserve energy right now to protect public health and safety. Extreme heat is straining the state national grid. Um, power interruptions may occur unless you take action. Turn off or reduce non-essential power if health allows now until 9 p.m. So what was happening is that state of California, the power grid was about 15 minutes from having these rolling backouts and mm. just like shutting down. So what they found is that when they sent out this text message, in about 10 minutes, there was a steep drop in power mm. demand. So the text messages actually work. And I started thinking about this. Ian and I got the same text message. Barry got the same text message, okay, because where we were located. Now, imagine if the president wanted to get a hold of every single American, <laughs> right? Just about every single American. This is probably the first time in history that if the president wanted to send a message to just about every single American. They would be able to do it, right? I mean, you couldn't do this before. What'd you do? You put something on the radio, put something right. on TV, but now you actually get it right on your phone. You know, and speaking of uh, presidents and now vice presidents, is that on YouTube, I don't know what's going on, but every time I go over there, I'm seeing like vice presidents dancing, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, it just must be the algorithm. Uh, uh, all right, I'm sorry. About Did not that. know where that one was going. I like it. Yeah. I know. I saw it. Matt. Matt, your face is like going. Okay, wait. I know I'm going to figure this out before yeah, she gets there. I'm so trying. Hard. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So, Matt, you're going to tell us about some shark bot yeah. malware. A new day. Some more batch of dangerous apps in the app stores. So. There's been a new SharkBot malware, and basically what this is is before the SharkBot malware was used to get your personal information, to log into your social medias. Well, this new malware now can get into your banking information. They're trying to get your money. So, yeah, it was social media before. That's not good. No one wants their Facebook or Instagram hacked. But having your banking account hacked is kind of a yes. bigger deal. Now, it's been two apps that have been identified with this SharkBot malware. They are Mr. Phone Cleaner and Killa's Mobile Security. These are both cleaning apps that are supposed to clean out your phone of dangerous mm -hmm. other stuff. And actually what they're doing is they're saying, oh, we need to scan your phone or we need to download this update to help you get safety. And then it downloads the malware onto your phone. So this is very nice. dangerous. You need to watch out for it. They actually got 60,000 downloads of these apps oh, before they were able geez. to catch it. So it's not a really small thing. They targeted people in Austria, Poland, Germany, Australia, the US and Spain. So all those countries have people that have downloaded this app. But there's something you can do about it. You can go if you it's only on Android, so it, this is what it's not for iPhones. So you're going to go into your Google Play Store. You're going to go to Profile and Play Protect, then Settings and turn on Scan Apps and Play Protect, and that should be able to keep these apps out of in any, any other app on your phone. Yeah, I know. Of course, we have those steps over at Commando.com, right? I was just, just going like, to say that. Whoa, that just like way too fast. That is a lot of information. <laughs> we have the full breakdown of what exactly happened and what you can do to protect yourself over at Commando.com. That's a good point. It's not something we mention much, that Play Protect, but if you have an Android phone, 
it feels like every time we talk about, write about bad apps, uh, it's usually Android because this new malware especially, it goes through undetected and it ends up in the in the Play Store. Um, and Play Protect is really cool because it can scan all your apps later and say, hmm, there's something fishy going on here. Mm, yeah. What's going on with that? The other thing you is know, that you should make sure you update your phone at all times. Um, this is something that Samsung is aware of and they're going to be pull, rolling out some updates to try to get past these uh, malwares. So make sure you're updating your phone regularly. What do you mean that Samsung's aware of what? They're aware of these malware. These new ones? Okay, so, so Samsung's going to be taking some extra steps so that this way it doesn't even hit the Samsung phones. Right. They haven't released the update quite yet, but make sure that you're paying attention to your updates and making sure that you're constantly updating your phone. And of course, we will always keep you posted at commando.com for all these updates. And also, it just seems like every other day, every there's day. another <laughs> list of bad malware apps. And so the bottom line here, folks, is don't go crazy in the Google Play Store and go, oh, wow, that looks really good. I'm going to get that to clean up my phone or whatever it may be. Make sure that you look at the reviews. And if you have any questions whatsoever, is this app or this app any good, just go ahead and drop us a note. And then we'll be sure to include it maybe in a, in a tip that's coming out soon. All right, Allie, you're talking about Roomba oh, sweeping up all of our dirt. Is oh, that it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that somebody would make that joke. Uh, I vowed it would not be me, so I'm glad it was you, Kim. Yeah, so I was scrolling through the other day. The list, it's a big Wikipedia entry of all the companies that Amazon has acquired over the years. The first one, fun fact for us, way back in 1998, it was a company called Book Pages, which was the biggest bookseller in the U.K., you can guess what happened. They bought it, closed it down, essentially, because they didn't want competition. Uh, they paid $55 million for that, which now feels like a drop in the bucket because the most re recent acquisition is iRobot, the Roomba company who makes the robot vax, and that was $1.7 billion. Wow. Wow. And, you know, it's seeming like no matter how you slice it, it was worth it because... This was a number I found on Roomba's website from 2021. They said that 40 million of their vacuums have been sold. So even if we figure, you know, some of those have gotten old, they're not in use anymore, that is a lot of vacuums yeah. in houses. And the sale happened a while ago, so why are we talking about it now? Well, I got to thinking, if you have one, you should probably do something about all the data it collects before Amazon takes over. Usually that's what happens when there's an acquisition like this. In some way, Amazon's gonna get their hands on that info. It's, you know, it's what happened with Ring. Um, all their, your ring camera information, now Amazon has access to it. So probably will be the same with your Roomba. Um, so it's time to go into your vacuums privacy settings, which is a thing Gosh. that I <laughs> didn't ever think I would privacy say. Settings. Yes, I mean, that's one of those sentences that you say and you're like, wait, did I just say you have to go into your vacuums privacy settings? What was that about? Yeah, I, I guess we live in the future. So Roombas, uh, most of them are equipped with cameras and sensors so that they can tell if they're going to run into things. They can even detect dog poop, which is hilarious. They know, like, ooh, don't go through that. Um, and some of them, the higher-end models, they map out your entire home so that they can do a better job of cleaning up. Well, let's think about how that can be used. So maybe Amazon knows you have a really big house, and it gives them a better idea of how much money you have. Maybe they see a room that's pretty empty, and so they want to sell you stuff to put in the room. <laughs> Maybe they see toys. You know, you have little kids right. at home. Dog right. toys. It's just, it, it goes on. I mean, you know, you'll be sitting there, and Amazon is like, you know, I think you need a large artificial <laughs> plant for that corner. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. a little empty. <laughs> and honestly, they probably already know a lot of this stuff, but still, more information is more information, and we want to stop that. So there are a couple things you can do. 
One, you can disconnect the Wi-Fi from your Roomba altogether. Now you're gonna lose access to things like the mapping. You're not gonna be able to use a voice command to say, you know, go vacuum the kitchen, but it'll still work like a vacuum. So if you really wanna go that route, you can. To do that, you just have to do a factory reset. We have all the steps for that over at commando.com. Another thing you can do if it's that mapping bit that makes you feel a little bit, you know, uneasy, you can turn that off too. That you're gonna have to do in the app settings. I'm not gonna tell you how to do it here because you're not gonna remember. Again, go over to commando.com. If you just search Roomba, you'll find our article that has all the steps for this. We also can show you how to delete all the data that you've ever sent to Roomba. Uh, you just have to fill something out. So if that's something you wanna do, you can too. Um, again, there's a little spy rolling around your house cleaning <laughs> your floor. So think twice about what to do with that information. Uh, if I were you, I would, yeah, maybe at least turn off that mapping data. Well, I'll tell you, but if you turn off the mapping data, then the little guy doesn't know where to go. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, he'll figure it I'm, out, won't he? Oh, it just takes so long. I mean, okay, raising my hand. Okay, I have a Roomba in my pantry. When I say, Alexa, you know, tell the Roomba to do the kitchen or the whole house. And the little guy comes out and goes, <laughs> and, then, and then he like sucks up all the dirt. And then, then Alexa says, would you like him to mop up afterwards? And I'm like, oh, as a matter of fact, I would. <laughs> Thank you for asking. It, it is so convenient. Yeah. This is, for me, this is an example of, is it worth me getting rid of the data hmm. versus the convenience that I have for giving them the data? Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always that toss up, isn't it? It's like, you know, so you know, people on Facebook, oh, I hate Facebook. They track me, but they're still on it. You know, so yes. it's like, okay, right. well, what do you want to do for it? I mean, it's just, it is, it's, uh, and then, you know, I was thinking about with my Tesla, that car is tracking everything. For sure. I mean, every single thing. Yeah. And plus you have to keep the app open at all times in order to use it as a key. It's just, it, there's just so much tracking going on. Um, hey, listen, this is not the Kim Commando Show podcast, by the way. If you want to get the Kim Commando Show podcast, that's my big weekend show that's on over 425 stations. Uh, and of course, Allie joins me for that as well, is that you can go ahead and get that over at getkim.com, or you can subscribe to the Kim Commando Show podcast at Apple. Again, get over to getkim.com, or you can subscribe in Spotify as well, and also Apple Podcasts. All right, coming up, uh, we're talking about how streaming prices are going up. I have some great uses for an old iPad, and one involves your cat. That's right. <laughs> uh, we have an easy way to sign documents. We have our trivia, and it's my turn for the joke at the end. And I'm going to give my joke a solid eight. Ooh. Okay. Solid eight. I think you're really going to like it, so stay right where you are. Welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, and joining us, as always, is Ali Seligman and Matthew Heffel. And, and let me tell you about the free guides. If you have not already gotten the free Windows or Mac guide, head over to commando.com slash free guides right now. You're going to love it, and it's free, yes. And we're not going to track you. See? It's something free. <laughs> uh, head over to commando.com slash free guides for your Windows or Mac guide, or you can get both. Once again, that's commando.com slash free guide. All right, this is part of the podcast where we like to share some insider secrets and tips to make you sound so smart. Things that are you going to use immediately as you start thinking about, wow, what a great podcast this was. I have so many things to do and so many things to learn. 
And so let's talk about an old iPad, right? Because maybe you have one sitting around. Here are some really great uses for an old iPad. Now, if you're a book lover, you can turn that old iPad into an e-reader. That's right. And unless the iPad is like super old, you can load the Kindle app, which is great. Uh, Goodreads, or my favorite app is called Libby. And that lets you get free digital books from your local library. If you're sitting there going like, well, do I have to go to the local library? No. <laughs> that's the thing about Libby. You just load that app right onto your iPad or your phone, whatever. And it says, do you have a library card? And you're like, um, as a matter of fact, I don't. And then it will just connect you right up to your local library, you get that library card, and then you're just good to go to download these uh, free digital books. All right. If you miss reading the comics because you no longer get the newspaper, there's an app called Chunky that will <laughs> give you all the comics. Uh, it's so fun. And then you can also transform that older iPad into a universal remote control. So if you're sitting there, you've got four remotes on the table. <laughs> well, you know, we all feel your pain. Yeah. You don't need to do that anymore. It's so easy to set up. Just add your apps for Netflix, Hulu, Sonos, Roku, whatever. It works great. Uh, how about some more ideas? You can use that old iPad as a digital photo frame. Of course, that's easy. Um, how about a home security camera? That's another good one. Or you can just mount it in the car for the kids in the back seat. Then they can just watch whatever they want to watch because maybe you didn't buy one of those pricey options to put the, the screens in the back seat that are like $2,500. And you're saying they're going, wait a minute, I think that screen has an iPad. I can use that. Okay, it's something else. All right. And for cat lovers, this is really something. There's an app from Frisky's called Jitterbug. And you put that on your iPad, and the cat goes crazy. I was watching some videos for it. The cat just goes like, just starts following this thing all around the screen. They go bonkers. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't hurt the screen. I did the research, but don't ask meow. <laughs> Got that. All right. So we go from cats to signing documents, right, Matt? Yeah. You know, we used to do a lot of things in person that we now do digitally. I mean, most of our meetings are through Zoom or whatever virtual conference we have. Um, we play games together online. We don't do a lot of things in person nowadays. Um, but signing documents was always one of those things that you had to go into an office and sign a document <laughs> by hand and have somebody watch you. You don't really have to do that anymore. And you can do it really easily right from your phone. So iPhone actually has a built-in tool for it in the Documents app that makes it incredibly simple. So what you're going to do is on an iPhone, you're going to open up any document that you have scanned, and you can click the markup button at the bottom. It's a little pen. And once you get there, you'll hit a little plus symbol in the right-hand corner, and it'll say insert text or insert a signature. It'll pull up a black Ooh. screen. You drag your finger like a signature across it, and you can put it anywhere in the document. It's really, really straightforward. And I was just signing some documents the other day, and it took me 20 seconds to do this, <laughs> which normally you have to like print it up, sign it by hand, rescan it, put it back in. It's a Such whole a thing. Nightmare. Right. It is. It's like a whole process. And then, or you use your mouse to sign something. I was right. just thinking that. And you look like a three-year-old who <laughs> yes. is trying to sign. It's so much easier on a phone because using your finger on the screen just feels a lot more natural. Well, I think we've all gotten used to that too. Cause when you go out to like a food truck or whatever, and they have the little tablet that you yeah. sign on and you drag your finger across it, it's, you get really good at it over time. So this is a really handy way. On the Android, you do need an app. You're going to have to download the Adobe Acrobat app, but it's free and it's pretty straightforward. And I know that Allie has used it on her Android and says it works just as well. Yep. 
you know, that's a really great tip. And that's yeah. something that I think a lot of people are going to use time and time again, oh, yeah. especially when you're on your phone. Now, if, again, if you're on your computer, you can import a signature or you can use your mouse. <laughs> it's right. always pretty <laughs> awkward, very awkward. There's something All really right, cool. So if you have a Mac, um, I love this. I did this for my own signature. I did it to help my parents sign some documents. You sign a piece of paper, just a white piece of paper, and then you hold it up to the webcam and it instantly converts it into a digital yeah, signature. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah, it does it does make it really easy to get your real signature in there. But I always have two signatures. I have one that I use for digital mm-hmm. and then one I use in person because this way I'm I don't know why, I just feel like I have more control over something mm-hmm. that might be really important mm-hmm. that I sign. <laughs> like you know, like a mortgage that <laughs> that I can always say, Hey, that's not my real signature. So you might just want to make some subtle differences there. Yeah. Um all right, Ali, so streaming prices uh, going mm. up. I just got an email from Hulu, going up two bucks, uh, going from twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. That's the the plan with no ads. I swear, Hulu used to be the cheap one. Oh yeah, and now it's yes, fifteen it bucks. Was. That's a lot of money. Fifteen, man. Yeah. Okay. So my tip today is really a friendly reminder to check your streaming prices because Hulu's going up, Disney Plus is going up, ESPN Plus is going up. Those are all bundled together too, and so you can see where this is going. They want you to upgrade uh, to the bundles. But it got me thinking, what's a reasonable amount of money to spend on streaming? You know, it used to be a lot of them were really cheap. Maybe you're paying 10 bucks for, you know, maybe Netflix was most expensive. So it was like 10 bucks. The rest were like, no, five, six bucks. It never felt like much. And it was like, you know, $25 a month. You don't really think about it. But now it's easy to spend a hundred plus dollars if you get all of them, especially if you get the good ones with no ads, with, you know, all the highest definition content. So a couple things you can do. Um, you know, I haven't had cable in at least 10 years. Oh yeah. Um, and so I was looking like, how much is cable? And I know that it will depend and I know we're going to get, oh, Alice Ogman, that's not how much cable costs. But <laughs> <laughs> one thing I found- They always sound like that. And they always yeah. sound like that. By the way. It's like, oh, Allie, you don't know. You don't know what you you're talking about. You don't know anything about cable. No, I don't know anything about cable, but I do have the internet. And I found that a company, um, they're a TV and internet comparison site. They're called All Connect. And they looked at across the entire US, they did an average, like average cable price, um, the average package, $217 a month. Now, I'm sure this involves some yeah. movie channels, some premium content. You know, it's not the lowest tier package. But that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably have a couple of uh, DVRs thrown in there, too. Mm. There you I go. Bet. Yeah. So that this way you can record. Yeah. And so, yes, you can certainly get cable for less. I would say the thing to start with, if you are used to watching regular TV and you also have a bunch of streaming services, if you don't care about commercials... In some cases, that can actually save you a lot of money if you get the non-ad-free plan. Yeah, you have to deal with commercials, but it's not that bad. Um, For Hulu, it's like, it's a huge difference. So the prices are going up. The ad-free is going to be, like I said, $14.99 a month. If you watch it with ads, $7.99, which is like 85 bucks a year, which is, you know, if you're looking to save some money, that's not bad. Um, HBO Max, it's about $5 cheaper uh, without the ads. And I will say on these, um, for the most part, you don't have to deal with ads in movies. It's just in TV shows. Mm. So nobody wants an ad in a movie, right? Um, another thing you can do, you can get those package deals. So like I said, with the ESPN, Disney, Hulu, they really want you to upgrade to the plans where you get all of them. So if you do already subscribe to multiple, it probably is worth it because 
you're basically going to either end up with free ESPN Plus or, you know, you're, you're going to save money if you're paying for them separately. And then one more thing to consider, if you are a person who pays for a live TV subscription, live streaming, that is, that's where it gets really expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the cheapest ones, um, generally Sling is really cheap. That's 35 or 50 a month. But like YouTube TV, $65 a month. Wow. Yeah. That's so much money. It wow. is. Yeah. So that's maybe where your comparison happens. If you are paying for cable and paying for a bunch of streaming, maybe you want to consider one of these live streaming services. If you are paying for every streaming service and you still find yourself wishing for a TV, maybe worth calling your local cable company and seeing if it's time to go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I want, I want to come back. Please, <laughs> please, please. please, please. Me. Um, Netflix is coming paid. In November. It is, yeah. I mean, it, with ads, right? It is, yeah. I mean, so There's going to be what, ads What's that price? It's going to be, what, 8 eight or $9 a month, something like that with ads? Yeah, I saw under 10 is, is kind of what the consensus is. So, again, that's pretty good because Netflix is almost 20 bucks now. Man. Yes, it's it expensive. is. It just keeps going up and up and up. And then, of course, there are people like, you know, us, is that we buy movies, too. Oh, do you? So then you're like, and then you rent movies. Um, which, by the way, speaking of streaming movies, if you haven't seen, have you guys seen the movie Elvis yet? No. I keep seeing on the HBO Max app when I open it up and I keep being like, oh, That's I need good. to watch that. I'll, I'll tell you, it is fabulous. Oh. It's excellent. It goes through his entire life. Um, of course, there's this really talented guy, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. And Tom Hanks plays uh, Colonel Tom Parker which I didn't really know much about Colonel Tom Parker, but this movie depicts him as just despicable me. I mean, the guy's <laughs> awful. I mean, but so if you haven't seen the movie, it actually is really, really good. Um, and then also we learned some things about Elvis. Like he was a big fan of chicken tenders, but that's where he came up with that song, you know, Love Me Tender. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That was really bad. Uh, but if you haven't already watched the movie, just carve out a couple of hours. It's just, it's good watching. And you learn a lot about the rise of this megastar and also his demise. Mm. You know, he was, I think he was only, he was only 42 years old. Oh, wow. When he died. And now he has, he has a couple of number one hits now oh. <laughs> because Pinal Remix is doing the songs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Suspicious Minds is one. It's actually, it's, it's a very interesting movie to watch. Um, hey, by the way, if you like quick tips like what we've been talking about here, make sure that you subscribe or you follow the Daily Tech Update podcast. Every day you get two little podcasts, each 60 seconds. One is a top news story and one is a digital life hack that I write and record every single day. So make sure that you get our Daily Tech Update podcast. All right, coming up, we're going to answer the question, why would you want to follow corporate Twitter accounts? Yes. Uh, we have our trivia. We have what the heck. That's the headline of the week. And then a joke at the end to make you laugh that you never, ever want to miss. So don't leave us now. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your Leaky Fun podcast about all things digital. And if you have Windows, guess what? We have a newsletter for you. If you have Apple products, oh, we have a newsletter for you. Small business, you get the drift, is that we have specific newsletters for things that impact your digital life. So make sure that you head over to commando.com slash subscribe. That's commando.com slash subscribe. And then that's where you can pick all the newsletters that you want, and you're going to love them. That's Again, that's commando.com slash subscribe. And don't worry, we're not going to sell, lease, 
uh, sell your email address to anybody ever. So just head over to commando.com slash subscribe. All right. So this is part of the podcast where we like to talk about WTH, mate. What the heck <laughs> was that? Is that headline real? Or was it the sun again just trying to get us to click on that bait? So, Ali, what was the what the heck headline that you saw this past week? You know, there were lots of contenders, but this week I had to go with a real heart warmer. Here's the headline. West Virginia coal miners help tourists push their dead electric car. <laughs> this is such oh. a cute story. So tourists, they were driving through a tiny town and they experienced the thing that every person with a, an electric car is most afraid of, which is running out of battery yes. in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. with nowhere to charge. Yeah, they actually, there's actually a psychological term for that. It's called EV anxiety. That's yeah. what it's called, EV anxiety. <laughs> My sister-in-law has this hilarious, harrowing tale of trying to make it home from picking up the kids from school in her old EV that didn't have a very big battery. They made it home. But anyway, in this case, uh, these people were driving through a West Virginia uh coal town, basically, coal mining town, and a group of very friendly coal miners were happy to help them out when their car broke down in the middle of the street. It's There's a really great picture that you can see online of five guys who are as dirty as you would expect coal miners to be, uh, just in, you know, the guy who owned the car in the middle, um, pushing <laughs> this car along. So why not tow it? I saw a couple different things. One said that the plastic underside of the car made it so it couldn't be towed. I'm not sure about that. I saw another account that it was just so far out in the middle of nowhere that they couldn't get anyone to come help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did they did they push it to the charging station? They pushed it to a guard shack on where the coal miners worked, and they let them plug in their charger there. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. okay. So they charged up at the, at the coal shack. Um, I thought that was just such a sweet story. It is a sweet story. Yeah. Wholesome. One of those, like, well, thank you, coal miners. Appreciate your service. You know, I, I would have loved to have heard the conversation <laughs> as they're pushing it. Like, well, if you had a gas-powered car, <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here. Oh, it no, reminded that me is of a... um, probably, oh gosh, years and years ago, I was a reporter and I had to get up to cover Black Friday at the mall at <gasps> three in the morning. Oh, no. And I forgot to get gas. <laughs> I, it was finally time to leave. Uh, was going home, desperate to get to sleep ran out of gas right outside the mall in Black Friday crowds. And some nice people jumped out and pushed my car to the gas station. So I guess this happens everywhere. And (laughs) even if you don't have an electric car. (laughs) And so the moral of the story is, Allie? um, Uh, Charge your car and get gas if you're (laughs) out of gas. I think that's it. That's it. It's a great story. All right, let's move on to Matt. He's our dedicated Internet scout. And uh, so, Matt, what was big on the Internet this past week that we need to know about? When you think of Twitter, what kind of comes to mind? What's the first thing that you think of? Trump, Trump, Trump. Politics. Yeah, well, politics. <laughs> yes, exactly. People, people arguing, right? People arguing on Twitter yes. about whatever it can be. It doesn't have to be necessarily politics. It is a lot of the time, but sometimes it can be it over is. other stuff. Well, yeah. that doesn't just mean that it's just people doing that arguing. Sometimes corporate Twitter accounts get in on this, and it's been called on the internet corporate Twitter clapbacks. Is what they're called. And it's basically oh, when a big corporate Twitter that will say something nasty about a, another corporate Twitter account or random users, as you will see. I'm going to go through a few. It, they're insane. This one I found yesterday and I thought it was just hilarious. So Old Spice just randomly tweeted, why is it that fire sauce isn't made from real fire? Seems like false advertising. 
And Taco Bell, <laughs> the Taco Bell Twitter account said, at Old Spice, is it, isn't it weird that your deodorant's not made out of actual spices? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> All right. That, another one between two corporations. DiGiorno Pizza posted, they were trying to uh, do a dig at Papa John's. So they changed did this little post, said, better pizza, better sales. It's DiGiorno. Two, which DiGiorno or uh, Papa John's had something to say about that. And they said, frozen pizza is the equivalent of a participation trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, celebrities get in on this as well. Conan O'Brien tweeted one night, Netflix announced it will release 700 original TV series and movies this year. That explains the new slogan, quantity. To which (laughs) Netflix immediately clapped back and said, looking forward to seeing the 1,138th episode of Conan tonight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. Now, it's not always celebrities. Sometimes it's just random Twitter users. So a random Twitter user was having an argument with the Moon Pie Twitter account. Yes, the little mar- marshmallow cakes. Yes. And they really? said, oh, your time is wasted managing a social media. No one even likes you. To which the Moon Pie immediately tagged this guy back and said, buddy, it's Saturday night and you're talking to a marshmallow sandwich on the Internet. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I love that. That is so classic. That's now, the great. king of online Twitter corporate clapbacks is Wendy's, surprisingly. You wouldn't have thought so, but Wendy's kind of goes off every once in a while. And this was my favorite one that I found. Someone, a random Twitter user tweeted, someone needs to tell Wendy's to get rid of their square burgers. It seems just a little too artificial. To what Wendy's replied to, unlike the supernatural circle shape that hamburgers come in when you pick them off the vine. <laughs> There's tons more. I could literally go on for hours, but I just wanted to give you some of my favorite ones. You should go check out some corporate Twitter accounts. I would follow Wendy's on Twitter if you're on Twitter. They regularly post these kind of tweets, and it's hilarious. Yeah, they're funny. (laughs) You know, I wonder what would happen if whenever we get that random person that says, ah, Kim Commando, or, you know, (laughs) that's a stupid post, and why would you? I wonder what would happen if we actually, like, tagged that person and said, Really? Then why are you following us? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, let's try. Okay. What's the worst that can yeah. happen? Yeah. Yeah, it works for Wendy's. Yeah. Exactly. We should. Hey, speaking of social media and Twitter, you can follow us at twitter.com slash Kim Commando, Instagram.com slash Kim Commando, LinkedIn.com slash Kim Commando, Facebook.com slash Kim Commando. So if you are ghosting us, why are you doing that? Okay, just go ahead and hit that big old follow button wherever you are on social media. Hey, coming up, we have our trivia, so make sure you have your thinking cap on. And at the very end, it's my week for the joke, and I'm giving it a solid eight, so you don't want to miss that. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. If you haven't already checked out our ebooks on Amazon, why not? You're missing out. We have how to find a good online job, how to create your own business, all kinds of great stuff like that. So just on Amazon, make sure you search for Commando with a K and hit the book section and prepare to be amazed at all the new know-how that you'll be able to get. All right. So this is part of the podcast where we like to talk about trivia. And each of us takes a turn. Well, you guys do it more than I do. Um, as far as the coming up with a really great trivia question as it relates to the world of technology and this whole digital thing that we have. Now, of course, we only have a couple of more weeks left before, well, one of us has to do 
what they really don't like to do. And I will tell you that I'm hearing from a lot of folks that Allie has gotten the short end of the stick here. <laughs> that You don't say. <laughs> that, that she has to actually go inside of a tube and pretend you're uh, falling out of an airplane. Is that it? Indoor skydiving, yes. I am not a yes. fan of heights, and so I'm not looking forward to this if I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be fun now. Yeah. It's going to be it's exhilarating. Gonna, good content. This is going to open up a whole new world for you. <laughs> Maybe you're, I'll you're become almost... an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You'll be like, I'm taking flying lessons. Oh, I'm going mountain climbing. And I'm going to, you could go rock climbing in Camelback. Think about oh. that. <gasps> I don't Okay, know. maybe not. All right. And then, Matt, you just, you're just you just not an olive person. Olives are gross. They taste like like fresh olives even smell like they're rotten. How is this a good thing? I don't understand. <laughs> now, now, is it olives that have, like, blue cheese in them? Is that something that's... That would probably make it better because I actually like blue cheese. It's just olives. Even if they're chopped up right. and put in something, it's just... Ugh, I don't know. Does it matter if they're green or purple or? I don't even like to look at either one. I don't want it in my presence. (laughs) Get out of here. So how many olives are we talking about? I'm thinking like one of those cans of dollar store olives and I can just like chug it with the liquid. (gasps) With the liquid? Oh, no. That's that's worse than just eating the olives, I think. And then I, of course, um, I think mushrooms just taste like dirt. Even truffles. I just am not a big mushroom person. So I'll have to eat some mushrooms. But I was thinking of mushroom risotto, maybe, (laughs) okay, something like that. All right, so um, how are we doing on the scorecard, Al? Um, We're doing pretty good. I believe we are at, and this is, I'm going to be honest with all our friends here, I forgot to check last week's, um, but I think this is where we are. I believe Matt is at six points, I'm at five points, and Kim is at four points. So it's a pretty tight race. Ooh, yes. Anybody's game, anybody's game. All right, so Allie, go ahead, lay the trivia on us. All right, let's do this. Okay, do you know the the term unicorn companies? Mm-mm. Yeah, okay, unicorn companies, they're those that reach a valuation of a billion dollars without being listed on the stock market, and it's really the dream if you're a startup company. That is what you're trying to become, a unicorn. For those that do achieve unicorn status, the average time it takes to get there is about six years. For some companies, it takes much longer. SpaceX took 10 years. Shazam, the music discovery app, it took 15 years and two months wow. for them to, to reach this status. Wow. But for today's trivia, we're going to look at the other side of things, companies that did it really quickly. So which of these tech companies took the least amount of time to reach that billion-dollar valuation? All right, we've got A, Pinterest, B, Square, C, Snapchat, or D, Uber. Mm. Wow. Okay. Interest. This is a tough Where? one. Snapchat. Say, say the options again, Ellie. Pinterest. Right. Yep. A is Pinterest, B mm-hmm. Square, C Snapchat, or D Uber. Which one was the fastest? The fat. Yep. Yes. The fastest to reach a billion dollar valuation. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure that Square got sold really quickly, but I'm not sure if that's the record. But it oh, could be. <laughs> But Uber went up really fast too, but it seems like that was around for a while. Snapchat was bought pretty quickly. I'm gonna go with Snapchat, because I know Facebook was just throwing money around at that time, and they were just like, here's a lot of money. So that might've be what happened. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm thinking, I agree with you with Snapchat. And I also agree with you with Uber. I think Uber struggled for a while mm-hmm. before they actually hit that. 
I'm going to say square. I think I'm going to say, maybe I should go Pinterest. Maybe I should go Pinterest. Square, Pinterest, square, Pinterest. Okay, I'm going to go square. I think All right. maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Final answers, Matt, Bye. Snapchat, and Kim Square. Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> One of you is correct. And it's Kim again. Yes, oh, it's Square. <laughs> yes. Should have got my first instincts on that one. Yeah, well done, Kim. Uh, Square took two years. Pinterest and Snapchat were actually tied. They were both two years and three months. Mm. And Uber took four years close. and six months. Um, wow. The fastest that was kind of the, you know, a noteworthy tech company that we'd all know. I didn't include it in here because I didn't want you all to guess it. Uh, was WeWork. Really? They were, it oh. was like... Less than two years, like a year and six months or something. Yeah. Wow. I see that building every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's also a really good show to watch on streaming. It's I remember the whole story saying, of yeah. Work. Oh, it's phenomenal. And, you know, the guy was completely bonkers. He really was. <laughs> but, you know, now he's back and his name is Andrew Newman and he's back making um, financial deals. And I think he raised like $400 million wow. where he says he's going to redo the whole concept of apartment living. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, did they not see the documentary about <laughs> WeWork? Did they not look at this guy's history and say, okay, so you blew through like $600 million in just a short amount of time. Wow. Do you think that? No, they didn't look at that. Okay. Now it's time for a really great joke. Solid eight, I think. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a yes. little bit along. Okay. There once was a village whose mayors were all named Benny, and they had these magnificent beards. And legend held that if a mayor shaved his beard off, an ancient curse would transform him into a piece of pottery. Well, centuries passed, and every Benny, the mayor, was fair and wise, and they never had to shave their beards. But one summer, mm, their land was struck by a terrible heat wave. All the men of the village shaved their beards, but Benny couldn't. After days and days of sweltering temperatures, Benny could no longer stand it. He summoned the village barber and he said, oh, I hate to do this, but it's so hot. My beard, just shave it right down to the skin. Well, the people of the village, they barely had enough time to gaze upon their beardless mayor's face before he disappeared in a puff of smoke, transformed into a vase. And so it was on that day that the villagers knew that the curse was true. A Benny shaved is a Benny earned. <laughs> okay, it was, was an eight. very good. It I was... like that. I, I agree. Yeah. It's an eight. Agreed. It's solid. Okay, good. All right. Thank you. All right. So before we leave you, uh, some to-dos. And how about you go first, Matt? You know, if you're signing documents the old-fashioned way, scanning, signing, and then re-scanning, it's, it's a pain. All your uh, devices can do this much easier. So go over and, and just use these tools. It's so much easier. And how about you, Al? I am going to say, check your streaming services, people. If it's been a while since you've done one of those little audits where you go through, okay, what am I paying for? What am I actually using? If you haven't watched anything in, I'm going to say, three weeks, get rid of it. You can sign up again yeah, later. That's a, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I would like to appeal to all the cat lovers out there <laughs> that if you have an iPad or you can do it on your phone, just download the Frisky's app, Jitterbug, 
and then I want you to post it on social media and tag us because I want to see how your cat responds <laughs> to the Jitterbug app. Again, it's from Friskies. You can find it in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And once again, thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. And also thanks for all your great comments. I know we read each and every one of them that you send us to podcasts at commando.com. Once again, that's podcasts at commando.com. And for all of us here at Tech Refresh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.